In a world full of noise and confusion, it's hard to focus on what's really important. In a culture where religion has become a grab bag of ideas, the precision of language is necessary for the proclamation of truth. This podcast is dedicated to that type of precision. I'm not sure what we'll talk about each day in this podcast, but you can rest assured that as our thoughts and questions continue, we will search the scriptures in order to know the truth. So let's get started. Are you listening? Continuing this week on our discussion about the cross of Christ, about true saving faith, the fruit of faith, etc., today I want to talk briefly about the question, what did the cross accomplish? Now this may seem weird to some of you, but I want you to pay close attention to a couple of things. First is there's the idea that Jesus died on the cross as a picture. Some people believe that the picture of the cross is that we're supposed to learn about how awesome Jesus was and in turn try to follow in his footsteps, but that the cross did not accomplish anything spiritually or judicially for the sinner except that it was a picture of love and martyrdom. The other views, uh, there are many, but the other views that are in play is that some people say that Jesus died and in his death he satisfied the sins of all humanity. In other words, that he did pay for sins, but the sins of all humanity are in view. Therefore, all humanity has eternal life, whether they hear the gospel or believe in Christ, period. Another view that's very erroneous is the fact that some people would say, similar to the one I just mentioned, that the cross of Christ actually paid or is sufficient for all the sins of all the world, but it didn't necessarily pay for any sin until that person reaches into the coffer and pulls out the blood of Christ by faith, and it then becomes applicable for them. So people would say that Jesus died for every sinner that would ever live, but it doesn't do anything until that sinner accepts that sacrifice. That's like saying, I paid off your mortgage, but until you know about it, you're still going to owe the debt. It doesn't really make sense. I don't want to get too heady with this. I don't want to get too theologically deep in this short podcast, but I would encourage you to consider Romans 3 and study it. Go to gracetruth.org and listen to some of the sermons out of Romans and out of John and listen to some of our current midweek studies out of Ephesians. What did the cross actually accomplish for the believer? Well, I will say this in an assertion and then I will explain it briefly. First, the cross actually paid for the sins of the elect. Those whom Christ died for, their sins are paid for. Now, there are two words I want you to understand in relation to the work of the cross. One is expiation, and the other is propitiation. On the cross, see, in order for it to have efficacy or actually do something, there has to be expiation. The guilty party, which is the sinner, has to be pronounced not guilty. The guilt has to be removed. And so there's a removal of guilt through the cross work of Jesus. When he died on the cross, the sinner has been set free from their guilt. That's why Jesus did not die for every person or every person would be not guilty. Then there's another word that Paul uses as well as John, and that word is propitiation. If you go to Romans 3, you will see that where Paul says that Jesus is our propitiation. Now, propitiation satisfies the justice of God, and propitiation is the object of expiation, if I can. 
In other words, if we see that the sinner has been made guiltless, is that just? Paul says it's not just. So in order for God to be just, then he must do what? He must satisfy his wrath with propitiation. That propitiation is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ paid for the sins of his people. Who are the people of Christ? Well, the Bible calls those for whom Christ died the elect. The scripture calls them also the church, the bride, the body, believers, members, etc. So these words are interchangeable. The object of God's mercy and grace are his people, those whom the Father give to the Son, those that the Son will never cast away those who are drawn by the Father and given to the Son, those who are called effectually. So this is what the cross did. So in this, the object of expiation is propitiation, who is Jesus. Propitiation satisfies God's wrath in such a way that his attitude toward the sinner is now different. We were once enemies, but because Jesus paid and removed our guilt, and satisfied God's justice, we are now friends. That's the language of Paul, and that is the language we as believers must hold to. Friends, do not let others tell you that the cross did not accomplish your salvation. We asked the question earlier this week, how do I know or what is the evidence of faith? The evidence of faith is faith. If you have faith, then you have faith. What's the evidence that I have a dollar in my pocket? I look in there and there is a dollar in my pocket. So the cross and all the work of Christ and what it did, what it accomplished, and what it provided is what we place our faith in. That means we trust in the finished work of God through Jesus Christ the Son who is God and he did what he promised to do which is be a savior. He paid for the sins of his people, he removed their guilt, and he satisfied God's justice. So beloved, when you think about what the cross did, understand that it is the pinnacle of your redemption. And there is nothing else under the sun or in the cosmos through which you can find eternal life. It is only in Christ alone. Are you listening? We are thankful that you listen to these podcasts daily, and we pray that the information that we provide in the teaching ministry here, not only with this podcast, but with others and other things that we produce and publish, are a benefit to your Christian faith. If you'd like to support us in this venture, please go to patreon.com slash theology. That's patreon.com slash theology. More information can be found at anchoringfaith.org.